we have some really interesting stats of dollars sitting on the sidelines from franchisees, either because they're not able to be tracked because there's no solution for the franchisor to actually track what are these folks doing across these different channels, or they become disenfranchised with digital advertising. So we help franchise brands bring all those dollars back into market with a lot of different tools and collaboration tools. But that's, you know, dollars in market is a huge win, but really making it so whether you are a sophisticated franchisee marketer, we do have some more bells and whistles that we can release. To the person who says, the business owner who says, I want to, almost like investing in a mutual fund, right? I want to have a couple of different media plans that are tailored for my market that I can invest in for six or 12 months. Welcome to the Franchise Founders Podcast. We are on a mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs just like you take action through franchise ownership, allowing you to obtain more financial freedom, time with family, and ultimately a business that can run on its own without you. All right. Well, welcome to the Franchise Founders Podcast. We're just at about 50 episodes, Christian. What do you think? 48? Something like that? I've lost count, but we're getting there. Something like that. Yeah. We'll get to 100 soon, but that was our goal. Get to 100 and then do more. Well, thank you for signing into the Franchise Founders Podcast. We've got a really great guest today. Part of the New York City franchise crew that me and Ben from Whoops Run, Michael Morris. And to give you a little introduction, Michael is the co-founder and head of growth at Hyperlocology, which is a franchise advertising platform that helps streamline local advertising at scale and improves collaboration between brands, marketing, and franchisees. Michael lives in New York City in Chelsea with his wife, Renette, his son, Warren, and his bulldog, Hudson. We'll have to learn about Hudson. <laughs> He's considered a technology vendor, supplier in the franchise space. And Michael, what I was interested to see when I was looking at your background before we got on is your background is in sales, vice president of sales, head of sales, sales management. And it really lends itself to what we teach a lot of our listeners that are prospective franchisees, that to be a business owner, one of the number one skills is having sales and background and management. And that translates. And we'll get into that. But thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. We have to get together in Chelsea. We're so close. Yep. We were talking about it offline, right? And you can meet Hudson one day. I have him with me oftentimes in the office. So yeah, Hudson, my, my bulldog. Yeah, we can have a dog play date. I've got a mini golden doodle. Dog play date, drink outside, drink, have some beers, all that good stuff. Sounds good. I'll fly out for that. <laughs> What's going on, Christian? I don't know, man. I'm just excited to be here today. So, Michael, with your background, I mean, how did you get into franchising? I mean, what is your background? I mean, can you give us a brief synopsis of kind of you know where you are today, how you got here, that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. And Dan, thanks for checking out my background on LinkedIn. I have a pretty strong sales background. I'll tell you the story of how we started Hyperlocology, and it's kind of this little bit of a twisted route to get into franchising. I've been in ad tech for a long time, both on the media side and also selling advertising in the ad tech side. I left about probably 10 years ago to get into software as a service, in particular B2B software, focused on marketing. So I worked leading sales teams and growth teams at hospitality technology companies, anything from Series A through an acquisition, led sales teams at event marketing software. So I always had this desire to stay in software that could help brand marketers right, make their lives easier. And my partner, my co-founder in the business, he stayed in the ad tech world. He's been on the cutting edge of ad tech for the last you know, 20 years. 
we came together in 2018, roughly, to solve a problem for a Fortune 50 financial services company. And I'll kind of get to how this turns into a franchise platform. But this company was out in market. They're a massive global brand, and they have 16,000 individual financial advisors. And Christian, I know you have a background in being an FA. But these financial advisors all want to do their own advertising. So the brand said, how can we allow them to safely do sophisticated advertising that's going to speak to their business, but it's going to all be underneath the corporate umbrella? So one, they can have their own budgets, right? So if we're going to run a national search program and retargeting into display to drive new financial advisor awareness and leads, we need to have that all powered by the brand. But every financial advisor needs their own budget, their own creative, their own reporting. You guys get it, right? So that didn't exist at the time. How do you allow national and hundreds or even thousands of individual locations with their own business priorities, how do you allow them to coexist? So one, the brand can see everything. And two, the local person can get sophisticated advertising and actually see results and make sure that the money they spend is coming back to their market. They went to, as the story goes, 30 different massive technology companies, major agencies, and said, hey, here's the opportunity size. We need to do this for our financial advisors. Can you build it? The answer was no. So they came to my partner's company where he worked, and he was sitting in the meeting when they said, hey, can you guys do it? And they peeled off. The executive at the company said, no, we can't do it. You know, We can't change our whole tech stack and build this new platform. So he heard that. He called me and said, hey, there's opportunity out there that we can build a really good technology solution for this massive financial services brand. So That's the genesis of our platform. And we left our companies. We started Hyperlocology, initially called something different. And we thought this platform would be used by this financial services company, and that would be a great business. We would be happy. But without even having a website, we started to get some recognition. We won an award. And then a lot of these franchise brands started coming to us and saying, hey, we have this same issue, right? We need to be able to provide sophisticated advertising. We need better collaboration with our franchisees. We need to allow them access to more channels without stepping on nationals' toes. You know, can you allow us onto the platform? So all of our focus now is on solving that problem that's within the franchise space. So we market specifically to franchise brands. All the product that we build is specific to franchisees and franchisors. And we work with, gosh, it's a scalable platform. We work with brands with as little, I think our smallest client has 14 locations, you know, up to 16,000. So... That's what we're up to, helping national and local collaborate on better advertising. That's awesome that you were able to build that because coming from the financial world, I know how much of a pain in the ass compliance can be. Exactly. And trying to roll that out nationwide, I mean, that's difficult. I mean, that's probably, I mean, outside of building an entirely new platform, I'm sure that probably provided some challenges as well. But that's amazing that you guys were able to do that. You're exactly right. I mean, if you're a marketing manager, you have to approve you know, every single person's creative that they want to have in market, you know, approve their budget, approve their channels, make sure that if they're going to run local search, that it's not competing with the bid strategy that National's doing in their market. I mean, it's just a complex, wild situation to try to manage unless you have technology in place. For sure. And then so how did the franchisors get in play? Was it just word of mouth? They caught wind of it? Did you approach them? I mean, it seemed like they came to you, right? Yeah, we had a couple of Pretty big size franchise marketing teams, the franchisor, their marketing team came to us because we put a couple of articles out about what we were doing for this financial services company. And it really resonated with them. So it was this kind of earned media, third party content that we had out there. 
And it got us thinking. Now, my partner, he spent his whole life in the franchise space, working at restaurants, and his family was in the franchise business. So he really got it as soon as they knocked on our door. And this aha moment went off where it's like, this platform, although scalable for any multi-location business, really solves a unique challenge that franchisors and franchisees have. So they came organically to us, and we spent the better part of two years interviewing, meeting with different franchise brands, bringing a few of them on you know, as test partners to build out the feature set that's needed to support the brand team and everything they need, as well as the franchisees, you know, giving them their autonomy, giving them access and transparency that they want into advertising, the different controls that we set. So we built the platform in its most current state with the feedback of franchise brands and talking to individual business owners. Now, is that mandated in the FTB from the franchisor standpoint, or is it a choice that the franchisee incorporates with? How does that work, or does it depend? Yeah, it totally depends, but the FTD is one of these, and you guys, I know, speak a lot about FTD, and you're pouring through FTDs all the time. Dan, I saw one of your podcasts, too, talking about item 19, but it's one of those crazy situations. And when we first started talking to franchisors, they said the glaring weak spot in our FDD is the advertising fund. Because when we're trying to recruit potential franchisees, you know, they go to item 19, they want to understand unit economics. How much money could I potentially make, right? And that's the first place they're going to go and get excited. The second place they generally look is the recurring royalties and the fees. And the big black box, it's not, okay, I understand I pay 5%. It's not my brand. It's not my concept. That much I get. I'm easy with it. But if I'm paying back 2%, 3%, 4% back into an advertising fund, where is that going, right? How can you at least let me know that the ads are going to reach my small market, right? I'm not in the city center. I'm opening up a store outside of the city center. How can you ensure that your brand ads are going to be seen? So that was one of the big propelling moments in our company was when that was brought to light in terms of this major issue where you guys have probably heard major stories, but it can get pretty crazy in terms of franchisees and franchisors getting that the tension that kind of builds up because of this one sore issue, right? We've heard of one brand where at their annual conference, the franchisees were walking the floor with t-shirts that said, where are my advertising dollars going, right? Yeah. And everything in between, so. Franchisees need like a quantifiable measure. Anyone does, but even more so franchisees want to see where their dollars are going with the ads. You know, it's interesting, Michael, I think about this when I was leading career transition leads, one of the biggest challenges that we had, and I think it'd probably be very similar for most franchisors, was when people train to be a broker, they pay $25,000 or $20,000 at 25, let's say, to get in. And then they would get leads and they would exhaust their lead balance. And then they would go, all right, well, let me wait a little bit before I spend more money on advertising. And it's the biggest struggle I think franchisors have with their franchisees, which is, no, you got to keep marketing. You have to. It's not because we're making a profit center out of this. It's because we need you. It's the only way you're going to grow your business. So Yep. You're helping them achieve getting more marketing spend accomplished. Yeah, that's one of the big things. So we can get into attribution if we wanted to as well, right? We all know that identifying individual users online, whether it's Apple's privacy measures on iOS devices, whether it's Google deprecating the third-party cookie on Chrome browser, it's just getting harder and harder for a marketing team, let alone an individual business owner, to understand what is driving, what channels, what creative right? What is driving this conversion, right? Is it driving conversion? It's really tough to do attribution. It's getting tougher and tougher. So a couple of things that we help with, one is the brands that are on our platform really have a head start. 
when attribution gets tougher, if you are running all of your advertising per location and all channels in one spot, you can look at incrementality now. So you can look at per store sales lift. You can look at and drill into Facebook Creative 3 and see, is that driving results for this location, right? And when you start to look at real business results, right, and does it move the needle, whether it's an ad fund advertising, promoting a limited time offer, whether it's a local owner going into hyperlocology and contributing his local budget and opting in for a pre-built campaign, everything's in one place and we track it back to actual cash register. Like, look at it. Is it moving the register in the way we intended to? So attribution is kind of out the window at that point. And it speaks a language that franchisees understand in terms of the business outcomes, right? They don't want to know about click-through rates and CPAs and all of the stuff that we've built marketing on in the digital sense. The vanity metrics, as they call it. Yeah, vanity metrics, exactly. So we feel like we're giving brands a good head start in terms of preparing for the eventuality that's coming. On that note, so it sounds like there's two sides to the ways that franchisors and franchisees can participate. So there's the advertising fund, but the franchisees can market directly, come up with their own budget. And there's preset campaigns is what you said. So what does that preset campaign look like? What does that all entail? Yeah, think of it this way. So we work with the brand team. So we don't work with individual franchisees who want to use our software, right? The brand has to be a partner of ours because everything in it's our slogan is brand directed and locally perfected. Mm. So what we do at its core is we take any brand campaign and any number of brand advertising campaigns across multiple channels, and we take that and turn it into hundreds or thousands of individual location-based campaigns. And the key is each location now gets a dedicated budget. Budget could be determined if it's ad fund based on percent contribution, market size, you name it. So therefore, the brand, if they want to run an ad fund now per location, they can have, you know, if there's supply chain issues and there's no burgers at four of your 20 locations, you can change your creative into a chicken sandwich creative in those four locations. So it provides the brand with ad fund or brand fund advertising greater flexibility and agility. But then it allows the franchisees to come in. They can see now how is this particular campaign working just for my one or two stores, they can top up with more local budget if they want to, if they're looking for a safe place to invest their money and to drive more. They can also come in and there's campaign cards where they can learn about advertising campaigns, watch helpful videos, there's a resource center, and they can do things to address their business needs in a brand safe way. If they have hiring needs, right, which is such a local problem, you can come into Hyperlocology and launch a hiring campaign specific to the position you're trying to promote. And that's already pre-built with the bid strategy and keywords set up if it's running on search, all of the audience targeting and the creative and a couple of different creative options you can choose from if we're running across social. And we can even bring to bear the brand's first party data. So tapping into their customer data platform or CRM, we can now pull data and have it power these local campaigns, which is something that's been missing from local execution or very difficult, you know, to accomplish. So yeah, it works both ways. It's the brand top-down spending, giving transparency to franchisees or allowing franchisees to come in and, you know, participate. Either just view reporting, you know, select a creative, add budget, launch a whole new campaign. But everything is streamlined, so it keeps it in good coordination. If you're enjoying this episode, please click the subscribe button. And make sure to connect with the Franchise Founders Podcast on LinkedIn. So 
it sounds like it's primarily digital marketing. I understand it's probably not direct mail. That's harder to track, harder to measure the results and the ROI. So it's digital marketing. And then does each campaign, does that, and forgive me for sounding ignorant, but I'm sure there's Facebook ads. Is there a combo with Google and you know, you know, SEO and Google AdWords and all of that? Are they separate campaigns? Are they all kind of formed into one? I mean, what is that? How does that work? Yeah, we allow brands and franchisees to run campaigns more focused on the outcome and the KPIs and what you want to achieve rather than the channel, which is another mm. awesome thing. You don't have to say, I want to run a Facebook ad. You can say, I want to run a limited time offer. Well, we're going to work with the brand to understand what channels do we want to have in the channel mix, right? How do we budget? How do we optimize? What audiences do we want to target? So we work with the brand on all of the sophisticated stuff. I'll put that in quotes, but still give options to the franchisee who comes in. So now they don't have to make that decision, right? Do I want to run on Facebook? Do I want to run on search? Well, if I'm running on search, what's my bid strategy? Like, how do I capture folks who see my ad on social, but then obviously go to Google and search because that's what consumers do. How do I ensure that I'm also going to appear in search as one holistic campaign? So all of that is left to the professional marketing team and they still get their autonomy, you know, the ability to add budget, but everything is within parameters that we set in the platform based on what the brand wants to allow you know, and what makes sense for the franchisee and for their business and their market. But a really good use case of that, right, is you talk about different channels. You don't have to make a broad decision on Facebook doesn't work for our brand. Well, it may work in five of your, you know, markets. Mm. We'll keep it in those five markets, but turn it off in the rest of the country, right? So it's that nuanced approach that the brand benefits from, the franchisee benefits from, you know, and just making sure that everyone can focus on their business and do the things that they want to do and build that trust that, you know, the brand team through Hyperlocology is running sophisticated advertising in their market. Yeah, and at the end of the day, the franchisor, the franchisee, they care about the result. They don't want to be the expert in all these different things. I wouldn't want to be. I'd want to know enough to be dangerous, but I don't want to be the, you know, the expert necessarily. But yeah, I don't care what channels I'm using necessarily. But if I'm putting in X amount of money and I'm getting out Y result and that's working for us, then I'm happy. You got it. I mean, we do run the gamut. You've probably seen it all, Christian, right? Where there's going to be a handful of franchisees who either think they're marketing experts or <laughs> want to become marketing experts. And that's fine, right? The meaty middle, let's call it, of folks who are really good business owners and operators, but they join a franchise brand for the playbook. And they join, you know, to not have to learn about all these different digital channels that come out and how to optimize that. Because the biggest thing that we've seen in terms of drop-off prior to hyperlocology is a franchisee going to a local agency that's been approved or vetted, spending 300 bucks a month on fees alone before they even have ad dollars in market, which is really high, just to really help them set up a campaign. And it's a two-week Facebook campaign trying to achieve an outcome that's probably not realistic. You know, And they run that ad for two weeks or a month, and they say, Facebook doesn't work, digital doesn't work. And it's tough to get them back into digital after that point as a franchisor. So there's so many dollars. We have some really interesting stats of dollars sitting on the sidelines from franchisees, either because they're not able to be tracked because there's no solution for the franchisor to actually track what are these folks doing across these different channels, or they become disenfranchised with digital advertising. So we help franchise brands bring all those dollars back into market with a lot of different tools and collaboration tools. But that's, you know, dollars in market is a huge win, but really making it so whether you are a sophisticated franchisee marketer, we do have some more bells and whistles that we can release. 
to the person who says, the business owner who says, I want to, almost like investing in a mutual fund, right? I want to have a couple of different media plans that are tailored for my market that I can invest in for six or 12 months. And then I know that I have my search and my social and retargeting users, you know, across display. So we also allow for that, it could be that simple for brands to roll out to their franchisees, offer out six different media packages that franchisees can invest in, but it keeps it all in-house and in one place. And it's, like you said, it's trying to answer to the franchisees who could fall anywhere on that spectrum. Yeah. What's interesting that you said is the fact that some franchisees, they're going to try out, they're going to go to some local agency, right? But that agency is maybe just working with them or a handful of locations. And they're not getting all this data from the entire franchise or like brand wide. So like you said, maybe the franchisee in their local market isn't experiencing a ton of success with a Facebook ad, but maybe there is a franchisee in a similar market that is having success with a different type of campaign that they should be implementing that they're not because they don't have this data. They haven't rolled it out. Yes. I mean, that makes a ton of sense to me. And then, like you said, they're going to be sitting on the sideline, not marketing, which they need to do, especially in the digital space. You have to do that. And just strictly because they got a, a little scared off because they had a bad experience. So one of the biggest benefits, I think, of being in a franchise system is the fact that you're in a franchise system. You have all these other franchisees that are part of your network that are trying different things that you can talk to, bounce ideas off of. And when you have the franchisor on board with that, because obviously they have to be in this case, but that way there's all this data to share and you could see what's working, what's not. I mean, that's just a huge edge over the local mom and pop and the, frankly, the franchisees and franchisors that are not doing this. Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, that's been one of the missing pieces is if you can't see everything in one place, as a professional marketer, right? And some of these franchise brands, even if you're 500, 1,000 locations, sometimes the marketing teams are three people, right? And they're handcuffed. If a franchisee calls and says, hey, help me, my Facebook ads aren't working, we'll stop running Facebook. What do you want me to tell you, right? Or try a different channel. Now they can go into a hyperlocology dashboard and drill in and see commonality, right? Look at other locations that have similar attributes, whether it's population density, whether it's sales revenue, whether it's outdoor dining, you know, whatever it is, you can group your locations in hyperlocology to then go and look at the data and say, here's what's working for other similar locations, you know, down to the channel, down to the creative within that channel, call to action, the message. So it's really granular. And we just are the pipes that allow this all to happen with the collaboration tools and all the workflow management built on top. But that's really the powerful thing, right, is letting the people who can actually make sophisticated decisions and analyze data have it in one place to help out their franchisees, right, and make optimizations or make suggestions. So that's a huge thing. And I think, listen, we're not an agency, we're a technology platform, but agencies are obviously great, right? And if for nothing else, it's great for the psychology of having someone to talk to, right, talking through the marketing plan, right, and having that interaction, which is really a positive experience for a franchisee. So it's like a lot of our focus is on how do we replicate that? If we're not going to be on the phone with every individual franchisee, how do we create that trust, right? That's really what they want. They want to trust that when they invest this money, it's going to work. And now without being able to all the time talk to someone at Hyperlocology because we don't have an agency model, how do we build that trust, which is so important in the franchise system? And we have different ways to do it through technology, whether it is feedback, whether it is educational content. And the 
best trust factor of all is just providing transparency and accountability. If they look in and they want to see how the brand's advertising is working, even if they're not investing local yet, they trust that the brand is actually doing some cool stuff in their market and they can see it in their dashboard. So I don't want to say that agencies don't have a place because they absolutely do. And you know they have amazing benefits to working with agencies. But a lot of brands are looking for a more streamlined approach, which is what we offer. 100%. And so you touched on, I think, a little bit at the start of our conversation today that you have, I think, brands that you work with that have as little as 14 locations up to like 16,000 or something like that. And it's highly scalable. But for a brand that size, I mean, I guess the streamlined nature of what you provide is awesome. And I guess maybe that's where I was getting confused, where it almost sounds like you're the agency, but you're really not. You know, I'm sure they still have like their in-house marketing team, obviously. But how do you work with that marketing team? How does that all work together? And for the brand that says, well, we already kind of have all this marketing stuff kind of taken care of in-house. Why do we need hyperlocology? Yeah. So often what we don't do is the creative development, right? We take the creative for any campaign that a brand wants to run, and we localize it for every single one of their locations. So that's part of what our technology does, whether it's on social, any channel that we're running on. We're on Yelp now, we're on Waze. So we actually give an individual local creative to every single franchisee, even if it's a brand campaign. And what that means is not just the visual that you see, but every creative has its own audience, has its own geo-target. It clicks through to the individual location's landing page, or we have the ability for any campaign to whip up hundreds or thousands of individual location landing pages to match the limited time offer. But in terms of creating a streamlined consumer experience, when you see an ad that says, my Ridgefield location, you want to land on the Ridgefield location landing page. You don't want to go to a location finder. So one of the big parts about hyperlocology is And it seems easier on the surface. Okay, you can localize the ad and it'll bring in the right image or it'll say location of such and such. But it's all the other things that has to happen for that consumer experience to be kind of seamless and increase conversions. So that's a big part of what we do. So we don't do the creative conceptualization and design, maybe the high-level brand strategy and writing your playbook and your personas, right? Which agencies are still much needed for. But in terms of the execution, the building the audiences, right? And deploying your brand data to local advertising campaigns and streamlining all of that, and then providing an easy platform for franchisees to invest their money in their own local advertising. That's where our technology sits in. And then talk about the communication, right? If you're a franchise brand now, and you're want you're going to want to sit on top of all the campaigns and advertising that's happening, we also have communication tools, right? To trigger emails to franchisees who need to know about something or an upcoming campaign or a selection they didn't make or reports, right? And data getting out to franchisees. So all that communication now, which gets cumbersome, is all managed through our platform as well, which also builds trust. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. So you're not even really competing with the franchise or their in-house marketing team. You're not creating the creatives. You're the implementation team. Exactly. So they can have a platform that they can invest in on a subscription model, keep their costs down, lower their costs for franchisees. We're typically a fraction of the cost of a franchisee working with an individual agency. And they can really project out, right? That's one of the, the beauties of a SaaS platform is understand your expenses moving forward. Spend as little or as much as you want on the platform. It's all transparent. It's a pass-through cost for us to different ad buying platforms. So it's a really nice solution in terms of being very cost-effective and efficient in terms of all the execution that has to happen. I mean, if you wanted to do this with a traditional agency, 
they probably would say no, first of all, because they're going to say, well, I have to hire eight people to build out 16,000 individual line items for this one campaign and traffic 16,000 creatives. And it gets really complex and it just becomes a non-starter. So if you know brands who are looking to both get a per-location approach, provide better transparency to franchisees, be accountable to their budgets and spend in their markets, and also bring local onto one platform so it's all working together, and so, like you said, so the brand team can actually learn and see and help. That's why folks bring on our solution. That makes sense. Yep. So I know we only have a few minutes left, but without diving in 100% to like your exact pricing strategy, I guess, but I know the typical agency model, it's like a management fee, right? Then you give your budget on top of that. With you guys, it sounds like it's more of, like you said, it's SaaS, it's software. Are they just paying the franchisor a certain amount of money per month based on the number of franchisees or users? Or how does that work? So there's a brand license, which is an annual subscription, and that gets all of our service, a customized platform, a dedicated success manager that becomes like an extension of the marketing team, right? And all that good stuff. And then it's really per location. So there's a per location cost. So how many active locations are on the platform each month? And we can do that in different ways, but it's those two parts. It's a flat subscription for the brand, and then either the brand can pay for these active locations, or sometimes they can pass it off to franchisees as well. So there's different ways that we can work it. But it is very straightforward. It's really the atomic unit is how many active locations are on the platform. And we keep it really simple. That's smart, man. I think it makes sense. Super transparent. Anything else you want to leave us with? Or how can people find you? Let us know your parting wisdom and we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Visit hyperlocology.com. Check us out. You can reach out to me at Michael at Hyperlocology at any point in time. But Christian, it was great to meet you, man. I'm happy to finally be on your podcast too. Thanks for having me. Likewise. This is awesome, man. You guys are building something super awesome. And I really thank everyone for coming on to this episode today. Make sure you do all the good stuff. Subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Franchise Founders Podcast. If you want our help with anything from buying a franchise to franchising your business, to anything in between, shoot us an email at franchisefounders at gmail.com. 